0: I loved um, why I actually said, and this this ties in brilliant with my message today. He said his faith and his life has grown so much by being planted, planted <laughs> uh, here. Now that wasn't meant to be a pun. I was being, but I, was just, I was just using it as an analogy, like or it's you know being here, being planted, and and just him growing in faith. and And I want to honour you as well, YN, especially. Yeah, you've been here, dude, for at least 12 years because I've been here at our church at Energizer for 12 years and you were and I got here. Um, but I'm not going to say what YN did, but at, around 10, 11 years ago, I had something very unexpected happen um, after doing youth ministry one night and YN was faithful and obedient in just being an incredible blessing to me and I'm not going to say what he did, I know he doesn't want me to say that, but I just want to honour you and say your faithfulness and obedience to be an incredible blessing to me has then helped me then be an incredible blessing to others. So never underestimate your obedience and your faithfulness when you're generous, when you're loving, when you're compassionate, when you're kind, that that does have a ripple effect. Um, It leaves a legacy. It's not like, oh, Wyom was just a legend and nothing changed. He, He leaves a legacy with the way that he's lived his life. So I just want to, how about we honour Yann again? And Mickey, even though it's only been a couple of years, I, I love that you love cats and food. <laughs> hey, there's been a lot going on this week. Um, you, you only you have to jump on the news momentarily to see, or even social media momentarily to notice that there's been a lot going on in our world. Australia's finally won a game of cricket. I know what is up with that? We won with an innings to spare. This is this is bizarre. Um, you know, the last, this summer has just been chaos. I thought I've, I thought it was just going to continue, but um, Australia finally won a game of cricket. Australian Open. Did anyone watch the tennis last night? How incredible was that game passed out? Oh, it looked like Naomi was going to win it and then Pet- Petra? Petra came back from three match points down to bring it to another set. It was just incredible game we've had an australia day and we all know here in australia um, that that can cause a little bit of up and down for different people with their opinions of whether it should be on this date or change the date and all these different things and i'm not standing here to advocate or or say one thing or another but there's a lot going on in the world there's a lot going in new york city everyone's aware of what's happened in new york city this week yeah they signed they signed legislation for late-term abortions like literally like the day before birth, abortions. There's a lot going on in the world at the moment. And I'm not going to get up here and do a massive pro-life or this or that speech, but one for me, I, I'm pro-life from womb to tomb. Uh, that's my conviction. Um, but I read, read something that a friend of mine, Pastor Dave Hall in Adelaide, posted up. Do you know one of the first people... to to worship Jesus um, was actually John the Baptist as a fetus. How incredible is that? One of the first people to recognize the presence of God and to rejoice was a fetus. I'm just throwing that out there. as an incredible thing to ponder and reflect on. Um, There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in the world. I'm so encouraged by what Grant was sharing right at the very start. Then even though some of the things that are maybe out there, the big issues are big, and maybe some of the big things that are going on in our world are big, our God is bigger. Our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all we could hope, dream, or imagine according to his power at work within us, friends. All we have to do is just yield and say, Holy Spirit, King Jesus, Father God, have your way in this life and I want to talk today about pots and plants so I brought in a few of my pots and plants here um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna preach about them a little bit I'll I'll introduce you to these ones soon Um, but how about we pray before we jump into this Lord, we just thank you so much that you are in control that we can trust you in every season with the big things going on in politics, to the, to the things that are in the, in, the, in the heart of who we are that we're struggling with, God, that nothing is exempt from the power of the name of Jesus when it's yielded and trusted by faith into your hands. So, King Jesus, we ask that you would have your way in our world and in this city and in this state and in this nation, but we also ask right now that you'd have your way in our lives because we know that change begins with us being transformed more into your glorious image, and that the world will see you through our lives, alight and alive by the power of the Holy Spirit at work within us. So have your way in this place in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said, amen. Pots and plants. So if you're a note taker uh, today, let me encourage you, you can pop that down as the, as the title of today's sermon. Um, so recently I've started growing plants. Um, I think... What two years ago, or about a year and a half ago, I showed a bunch of people here a picture of my backyard when I was living up at New Norfolk. Does anyone remember that? Yeah, I'm not really good at maintaining gardens when it's outside. Um, it's just it's just fact. Uh, it's, it's not my not my skill. But uh, but about four months ago, I went on a house plant bender. Hello, hello. One day I was just like, I'm going to buy a house plant, so I went out. And bought one, and then I bought another one, and then I bought another one, and then I bought another. One. I think I've got around twenty six house plants now, so I'm going to introduce you to a few, few of them. This is my lickety split. That's uh, it's a Philadelphian. Philadelphian? philadelphia. I don't even know how to pronounce it properly, but um, it's good to water the leaves on this one. It's a nice one. It's got nice um, nice leaves. Um, it, it's a good plant. This one's a uh, a, a star a silver star yucca. Does anyone have any yuccas? They're, they're cool plants. I've got a couple of big ones out in my backyard, but this one's a cool one. This is one's one that lives inside. Does anyone know what this plant is? Um, <laughs> I was trying to find out. I've, I've actually had a mental blank. I actually got it from my granddad. My granddad passed away last year and he grew a bunch of these plants, so I decided to take one and, and add it to my houseplant connection uh this one this one's a mother-in-law's tongue <laughs> i don't understand the significance i don't have a mother of law can someone tell me can someone tell me why this would be called a mother-in-law's tongue i don't understand no. ah okay <laughs> thanks for explaining that one i I did, I did actually know i just thought it'd be amusing to play ignorant um, but yeah, this is a this is a mother-in-law's tongue. Actually, if you um follow me on Instagram, I'm not, and this isn't a shout out to follow me, but uh, the other day this plant was up against my window, and my cat Lazarus, for some weird reason, was like putting his head through it. Like going, <laughs> and then like I just heard this sort of weird noise, and then I turned around and I caught him, and he was just staring at me like this, and just stayed there for about. 30 seconds, like, okay, my, my human has seen me. If I don't move, maybe he'll not recognize me. And it was the weirdest thing ever. But anyway, if you want to see footage of it, come and tell me later. Um, it, it amuses me greatly because I'm a cat person and a plant person. Uh, this is an aloe vera plant. Um, I think you can break it and rub it on things. It's real. This is a real plant. Um, so yeah, this one sits next, next to my bedside table. Um, and this one sits on my other bedside table. And this is a bromeliad. Uh, the flower used to be really, really bright orange. Um, now it's sort of faded to like a dull, what color would you call that, Pastor Alex? The f- pun? A dull orange. <laughs> I, I actually don't know, I don't know why it's faded to that color. If, I, if anyone actually knows a bit about plants, um... Please tell me. Maybe it's because of the fact that in my bedroom, I normally draw the curtains to and keep it dark in there throughout most of the day as well, because it faces in the afternoon, the sun just like shines in like no tomorrow. So in winter that's great because you can warm up the room just like that. In summer, it's like okay, keep everything blinded, air conditioning on, try to keep it, try to keep it as cool as possible. But I wrote today's message off the back of having a conversation with my housemate Alan. Now Alan's from China, he recently moved down here from Perth, uh, a legend. He yeah, um, tried to shave my cat recently because he thought my cat was too hot, that was slightly weird, but, uh, but he's a legend. Um, oh, it was, it was, yeah, tell you what. Um, but he, he, he then noticed one of my pot plants outside because I've created like this back deck area. Um, which is like my party, my party place. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I've set it all up. I've put a couple of pot, plot, plant, plot, plot plants, pot plants out there too. And Alan was like, "Oh, I don't think that pot plant's enjoying being in heaps of the sun." And I was like, oh, actually, it says that it can handle like full sunlight and everything like that." But the problem was the roots were bound. It wasn't, the problem wasn't where it was placed, the problem was what it was placed in. It was actually containing it and stopping it from growing further, and because of the stress that it was being caused on it, it then all of a sudden wasn't able to grow anymore. So today I want to talk to you about pots and plants, and, and like I said, Wyan really um, helped highlight uh, an aspect of this message today by saying the value of him being planted here in a local church community. Because it says in Psalm 92, 13 and 14 from the King James Version, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bring forth fruit. They shall bring forth fruit in their old age. It's in the King James, so you've got to say it like that. And they shall be fat and flourishing. Who wants to be fat here in 2019? I love that. I love the King James version of that. You know, it's it's fat and flourishing. You know, fat in in this context is talking about like abundance and abundance. We need to be planted, but sometimes we actually need to be transplanted. And this passage in a few other translations actually says those that are transplanted. And what I actually had to do to this plant the other day was I had to take it out of the pot and put it into a bigger pot. So actually, Pastor Alex, you are a gardening guru, extraordinaire. I'm going to move this little uh, pedal board just so it doesn't get filled with soil. Wouldn't want to soil um, Josh's... Pedal board, but are you able to make it up here, Pastor Alex? And give me a hand for a second. Let's give it up for Pastor Alex. Now, Pastor Alex, at her bedside table, I'm pretty sure she has a Bible and also the Yates Gardening Book. So now, today, I don't have the, the headset, um, so I've I've only got one hand available. I was wondering, would you be able to help me repot into this? Uh, it's in a smaller pot already, but I'm going to replant it into this one here. So I think we might need to put this is a bit of soil. A bit of soil. Not no hole, That's not good. That's not good. Uh, it's, oh, well. <laughs> for, the for the sake of it, I can always repot it later. Uh, I'll need a drainage hole. Remember that, people. You need a drainage hole. Turn to the person next to you and say, you need a drainage hole. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. <laughs> yeah, if someone can find a spiritual analogy for that later, that'd be, that'd be great. So, I actually have a feeling that this one's starting to get a bit wilty and a bit upset because it's been in that little pot for a fair amount of time. So, my guess, and I might, just be, I might be wrong on this, is that it might be a bit like the other plant that I had and the roots might be a little bit bound. Let's, let's, let's find out. Welcoming to Gardening Australia. With my beautiful assistant, Pastor Alex Morse. It, it <laughs> okay. will make a mess. Oh, wait. It's, it's got not, no root system. It's not very bound. Oh, it's not bound at all. <laughs> all right, that completely did. did just pretend just pretend that, that that one was like the other plant that I had and was really bound. Um, wow, I was actually surprised by that. I thought it was probably going to be really bound, hence why it needed probably being transplanted. But as you can see, I, I might have a collection of, of pot plants, but that doesn't make me an expert gardener. Um, <laughs> Thankfully, though, Jesus in chapter fifteen said, "I am the vine, and my Father is the gardener." So let me encourage you before you start re-plot, pot plot, Why do I keep on saying plotting, repotting all the all the plants in your house? Ma- maybe talk to the expert gardener uh, before you do it, or or chat to Pastor Alex uh, because, like I said, she, she's memorised the Yates gardening book. How about we give Pastor Alex a round of applause here? Doing an incredible job that's that's doesn't it actually looks quite nice in that pot but it needs a drainage hole remember it needs a drainage hole ah uh, i don't want root rot so to transplant to move or transfer someone or something to another place or situation it was proposed to transplant the plant to a bigger pot some synonyms are transfer transport move remove shift convey displace relocate reposition resettle take carry fetch bring we we are a lot like plants and at times we need to be repotted replanted and repositioned so that we can be flourishing fruitful or in the new king uh, sorry in the old king james version so we can be fat turn to the person next to you and say get fat in 2019 get fat I know it wouldn't be great for any, um, you know, Jenny Craig, Jenny Craig sort of advertising. But for the sake of biblical teaching, I want to encourage you, don't have a Lean 2019. Have one that is fruitful. Have one where the Spirit of God is moving through your life in such a way that it's bearing fruit that lasts. So today I want to talk to you in a few areas in the next uh, 10, 15 minutes I want to talk to you about a few areas we need to be potentially repotted so that we can flourish and be fat. So, before I get into my three uh, repotting points, let me encourage you all that point, point five, so this isn't point one, this is before point one. I'm not going to give it point one because the the other one's point one. Make sure you have the soil of God's word and plenty of of worship and the Spirit of God with all these points. Like, don't just listen to the points and, and don't apply this. Like, make sure you're in the Word so much that it actually brings nutrients and life to what you're being shifted into and what you're being repotted and replanted into. Soil of God's Word, daily bread, you know, that's what Jesus, when he's taught us how to pray, encouraged us to pray, you know, give us today our daily bread. And when Jesus was tempted, he said, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. We need to make sure that every day, and if you haven't started a Bible reading plan or, or actually have a systematic process to getting the word into your life daily. I loved it at Youth Alive. We had Youth Alive conference during this week. Pastor Rudy preached, shared one of the most incredible points. He, he just said, hey, look, for all those people that, that are struggling to hear God's voice, <laughs> that's all he said. And I was just like, wow, how solid is that? If you just start reading the word, maybe you'll be able to hear more clearly what God's trying to say to you. So if you haven't started doing that yet, yet this year, don't listen to anything else I say. Just focus on that one thing and commence that tomorrow. Or even better, commence it tonight. Soil of God's word and the water it with the Holy Spirit, the presence of God in worship and intimate connection. So my three points that I want to focus on, on repotting, pots and plants, repotting so that we can be fruitful and fat and flourishing is number one, sometimes we need to repot our faith. Repot our faith. Is your faith root-bound, contained to the parameters of the pot you're in, or the pot of your mind and the mindset, and you've decided what the breadth and the depth of the possibilities of what God can do through your life already is? Is your faith root-bound? Have you got it contained already? You're like, this is what God can do. Because when I read the scripture in Ephesians 3.20, and at the very start I was praying, I prayed this, i wasn't planning to pray it back then, but now on to God, who was able to exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all we could ever hope, dream, or imagine, according to His power that works within us. We need to sometimes actually repot our faith. Like sometimes you can, you can hear someone talking about repotting, and the first thing you think is, okay, move somewhere, like Mickey and Yann. You know, they, they, they haven't done this lightly. They're, they're not lightly going, oh yeah, let's just quickly move something. Yeah. But sometimes I honestly feel something that we need to take um, spiritual leadership over in our own hearts and minds and our own faith is to repot our faith. When we know that it's being strangled or, or contained to the parameters of, oh, just, this is ho-hum, This I'm just going through the motions and this is what I'm thinking and expecting God can do or will do. When I was at Awakening, I went to Awakening in Melbourne, um, uh, what, November, December, November, last year with Claire. And um, when I was there, and I've shared this one with Claire, I don't know if I've shared it here in, in, a, in a church service, but on the very final night of Awakening, so was, they had around, probably around 15,000, maybe 20,000 people there. Um, and God had been doing crazy Incredible things. People were getting saved on the streets, miracles were taking place. Um, but on the very final night, I was right at the very back of the stadium, and I was standing next to these two guys, that, um, this guy and this girl, I should say, from Bethel Church. And this guy was like, hey, can I pray for you? Like I'd chatted to him before, and he knew I was a pastor from down in Tasmania. And I was like, yeah, sure, man, sure, go for it. And um, this Indian guy from Bethel Church started praying for me, and he was praying. It's just like, I see you doing this. I see you ministering in Canada. I see you over in, in in the Czech Republic. I see you. I see you ministering in this place. I see you influencing politics. I see the schools being transformed in Jesus. And just kept on going, bang, 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 for about ten minutes. At first, I was there, like standing there, like, okay, I'll, you know, this guy's gonna pray for me. But then, as he prayed. I just felt like this weight. And, and the Bible talks about God's presence, his, um, his glory is actually weighty, like actually has a weight to it. And seriously, I, I haven't experienced this too often. Um, when he was praying, I just felt this sort of weight and I just found myself going down and down. I was like, what the heck is going on here? It's just like, he was just declaring this promise will come to pass. This is going to come to pass. You're going to get married. You're going to have kids. You're going to change the world. You're going to da 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 And then all of a sudden, when I was down to about here, in my heart, or in my, it's probably more my spirit, my faith just all of a sudden said, God, in the Australian Bible, is this guy just rabbiting on? (laughs) Or is, is he being fair dinkum? Or is he just making all this stuff up? And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit hit me like a ton of bricks and convicted me. I just all of a sudden fell flat on my face. And I was just laying there. I literally could not move. I was just like, "What the heck is going on?" Like, uh, just like, I—it was bizarre. I was laying there flat on my face on the dirty stadium floor, and there was just all these tiny little dots all over the over the floor, like it was speckled, like our carpet, um, but concrete with little speckles. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me so clearly and said, "How dare you?" limit the amount of promises that I can fulfill through your life. Give God some praise for that. And I, and I want to encourage you, the limiting factor of what God can do through your life is not God. It's our own containment of perceptions of what's possible with God. And God in that moment decided to repot my faith and said, Daniel, you're believing that this is possible And I want to encourage you, friends, family, maybe some people here, you're believing this is possible. God is able to do immeasurably more according to his power at work within us, in your family, in your workplace, in your finances, in your struggles, in your sickness. God is able. Someone give him some praise. Someone give him some praise in this place. So secondly, I honestly believe sometimes we need to repot our feelings. So we've repotted our faith. Sometimes we need to repot our feelings. And actually, the Australian, the Australian Bible, what, what verse was that? Oh, there you go. I, I, I had one John, uh, yeah, 1 John, 320 in, in mind, but I had it from the New King James Version. It says, for if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and know all things. We don't have the Australian Bible translation up there, but when Grant shared that, I did not even... you got it there? This is how we can be dead sure we're on side with God and part of his team. If this is how we live, then we don't need to feel guilty. Trust God, not your feelings trust God, not your feelings. Seriously, the soil of our feelings can either be helpful or a hindrance to the fruitfulness of our faith. The soil of our feelings can either be helpful or hinder the fruitfulness of our faith. The soil of our feelings can either be helpful or hinder the fruitfulness of our faith. See, when we feel on top of the world, we can be like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I can help with that. Yeah, God is able to do that. Yes. Yeah, his promises are yes and amen. Yeah, I believe that. Has anyone been discouraged before? Has anyone been disappointed before? Hashtag life. At times, life doesn't create a, a beautiful environment for our feelings to be feeling good. And I'm not saying that to ever downplay what people go through or what I've been through but I know that in those moments I can't allow the pot of my feelings to be the pot my faith grows in and I've actually got to be ridiculously intentional to go I've got to take my faith out of this pot and replant it into somewhere that's going to be more healthy more helpful, and actually help my faith grow rather than all of a sudden die. When the feelings your faith is planted in is one of despair, discouragement, and sadness, what do you do? I I love in the Psalms, in Psalm 42 and Psalm 43, this is quoted three times in 12 verses. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God and I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Three times. Why don't we read it this second time altogether? Why am I discouraged? Read it with me, church. Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God and I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Let's, let's say it again because it says it three times in the scripture. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God and I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. I want to encourage you when your feelings are not a helpful but a hindering soil for your faith, make sure you replant that thing straight into praise and straight into a place of hope in in the promises that God has for you. We need to make sure that we are on the ball, ready to replant our faith, our feelings. Whenever we recognize in our spirit, they need that repotting. Repot with hope, repot with praise. And thirdly, I'll invite the team to come back up here in a second. We need to repot our focus. We need to repot our focus. And I'm preaching this message, and some of you are aware, and, and Grant shared it as well. I'm going to be heading off for a while pretty soon. Um, February and March, I'm going to be traveling a bit interstate and performing and playing music around the place uh, in different churches and youth ministries and other places around the nation and then after that I'm taking uh, a long break um I've just been going hard in youth ministry for over a decade now and and just personally I know in my heart and in my faith I need to repot for a, just for a bit <laughs> so that I can go hard for the next decade um Don't stress, I'm not planning to go anywhere else. I'm planning on being back here. But I'm heading off to Africa. I'm going to spend like four months over there, then a bit of time in India and Nepal. um, And just visit some missions organisations, visit some churches, visit my sponsor children in Uganda and Ethiopia. So if anyone else has some sponsor children there and you would like me to potentially try to get some stuff to them, um, I would be happy to try to take some stuff with me. Um, or even do some videos whilst I'm there and try to Skype it. Like, so so we've even this, just so you know, um, I'm not going to get into this for a massive amount of time. Like, I'm even hoping to be able to like, Skype back in to church at some stage so I can be like, guess what God's been doing here in South Africa? We saw this dude get out of a wheelchair, share a testimony. Like, I'm, I'm honestly believing that my faith, I'm going from, not that I'm saying that we don't see things like that here, because we do see miracles here, it was only literally this week we saw someone that's had crazy kidney issues going on, um, Peter and uh, Moria, Peter, we've been praying for Peter, and he's planning on being here tonight, he's been in hospital, I think, a big chunk of this week, a whole bunch of people have been praying and fasting for him, and he's seen breakthrough in Jesus' name, someone give God some praise, that's awesome. I was chatting to Brendan, I'm not gonna go deep into his story, but he's had so much go on this week, and he's posted up on his social media, his family's just been through it all. But he so clearly sees God's hand in the midst of all of it. And I want to encourage you, God is moving here in Hobart, here, at energizer church in powerful and dynamic ways. But I just know for myself personally. I've just got to shift and get into a bigger pot for a bit so I can believe for greater for our city, our state, our nation and beyond. So I'm excited about that. So I I, I never say, you know, when repotting focus to make decisions lightly on moves. Like Mickey and Yann haven't made a light decision on what they're doing. I know Paul Thalavus moving to Adelaide in a bunch of weeks. Uh, To study to become a doctor. Sorry if you didn't realize that. All right, spoiler alert. We'll celebrate him in a few other weeks. Um, But sometimes we actually need to reshift our focus or repot our focus. Like I said, it doesn't mean just all of a sudden when you get a little bit, someone says something bad to you at church, you dig up your dysfunction and move to another church. That isn't smart. Hear me. That is not smart. (laughs) Otherwise, you might just be going around the same pot plant over and over and over and over and over and over over again. Same pot, same results. Don't make decisions like that lightly. But sometimes it's worth to take the time to recognize that we need to repot our focus. So for me, it was that personal, that vision that I have that I needed, that I feel I need to, Re-pot so that I can then see clearly what God wants them to do in the next season. So how do we do that? We get away with Jesus. We take time in worship to say, search me, God. We take time to say, God, lead me. In Hebrews 12, it says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he's seated in a place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility that he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. I want to encourage you, when you need to reshift your focus shift your focus to fixing your eyes on Jesus. He is the author and finisher of your faith. When you change your job, shift your eyes onto Jesus the author and finisher of your faith. When your family life is going crazy, shift your eyes to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. When you don't know where the provision's going to come from, shift your eyes to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. When you don't know if your kids are going to get through high school, shift your focus, your eyes to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. When you don't see the solution yet, shift your eyes to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Sometimes we need, we need to repot our focus from our own insecurity, from our own inability, from our own doubt, from our own stuff to He who is able. We need to repot our faith, our feelings, our focus, and in conclusion, for us to be fat, <laughs> It's us to be fruitful. It's us to have fruit that lasts. It says so clearly in John chapter 15, Jesus said, I am the vine. My father is the gardener. And in this passage, he then goes on to talk about the importance of being grafted into the vine. You can start to implement all the stuff that I've talked to, but without Jesus, that comes to Nothing. Without actually yielding your life, surrendering your life, giving your life, and saying, Jesus, I need you to be my Lord and Savior. I can't do this in my own strength. I need you. I confess my sin and I trust you with my everything. From this day forward, I'm going to live as a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ. Without that starting point, everything else I say is completely worthless. And I want to encourage every single person here just to bow their heads, close their eyes and to reflect for just one moment not being distracted by anyone else to reflect for a moment and if you know in your heart your life is not right with God whether it's you've never connected with Jesus before or whether you have once before but you know your life is so far from Him that it pretty much has no connection at all and why not today today Make a decision to lift up your hand and say yes to Jesus. Yes to Jesus. I would love to lead you in a prayer, but the Bible says if you acknowledge me before man, I'll acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. So here is the opportunity to acknowledge before man your need for Jesus to be your personal Lord and Savior of your life. Does anyone need to make that decision here today? Whilst everyone else is reflecting, I just want you to lift up your hand. Just to lift up your hand to say, Dan, I need to be led in a prayer i need to get my life right with god today we give this opportunity every single week it's the most important opportunity we can ever present to people does anyone need to make that decision here today just lift up your hand if you need to cool cool hey let's all look up let's look up nobody gave me a wave today so i'm guessing everyone knows jesus That's my guess, because I'm looking at the outward appearance of things. Seriously, if you don't know Jesus, get to know him. Seriously, he's so much better than anyone else you can ever get to know. Um, And you want to know where to start? Start reading. And then just in your heart, in a quiet place, just start seeking. Saying, God, make yourself real to me. And I promise you, if you draw near to him, we we'll join it to